not alone. That's what Jesus came to tell you. This ancient story of a scared yet hopeful mother, a savior king swaddled in a manger, noble stargazing pilgrims, lowly shepherds and glorious hosts of heaven filling the night sky to announce peace on earth, goodwill toward men. Every word is about how God longs to be with us. In the noise that we create because we're afraid of the silence, God comes with one word, love. And if you'll stop and listen, you'll hear him calling your name. He is a personal God. He became one of us to prove it. It seems like it's too good to be true. But God, who created all things, created you for love. He created you for joy. And this joy, the joy you long for, and this love, the love you struggle to receive, it's here, now, waiting. But will you let yourself hope? Will you let yourself dream? Will you let yourself wonder at the glory of God who came to dwell among us? Because God is in the business of exceeding expectations and redeeming stories. He takes small beginnings 
and makes them into more than we could have ever asked. That's what he did by coming as a helpless baby in a manger. And that is exactly what he promises to do with you. And this is the wonder of his love. Welcome and Merry Christmas. It is so good to have you out joining us for worship and you that have joined us by live stream as well. Um, we've got a special service planned and um, a special thank you and welcome to um, the generous, gener I'm going to say this word correctly, Genesis Gathering, which is the congregation of independent charismatic folk that uh, meet in this building at 1030 on Sundays when we meet at 9 a.m., early on, but we do so many things together, and this is one of the things we do together, because you will see uh, some of their folks involved with our worship service, um, their pastors, as well as some of their musicians and whatnot, so it's just great to be together, working together, worshiping together, um, and, and celebrating Christ among us um, in all the ways that Christ is so diverse and wonderful among us, um, and with that, um, our Jill... And Genesis Matt will be starting our worship with song.
church bells ring silent night as the angels sing hallelujah 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 let the magic wands of As we light all the candles, as we celebrate the birth of Christ, we celebrate the hope brought to earth by our wonderful counselor. We rejoice in the strength and power of a mighty God. We sing of peace on earth and goodwill to all people. And we lift our hearts in praise to our everlasting Father, the Prince of Peace. As the light from these candles fill this room, we light the Christ candle, welcoming the newborn King, the one who is Emmanuel, Jesus Christ, God with us, the light of the world, the light of Christmas.
and we speak together. Joy to the world, the Lord has come. Let us stand and sing. Let us pray. Almighty God, you made this holy night shine with the brightness of the true light. Grant that here on earth we may walk in the light of Jesus' presence, and in the last day wake to the brightness of his glory. Through your Son, Jesus Christ, our Lord, who lives and reigns with you and the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. Please be seated for our evening lessons. The first reading is from Isaiah chapter 9. The people walked in darkness have seen a great light. Those who lived in a land of deep darkness, on them light has shined. You have multiplied the nation. You have increased its joy. They rejoice before you as with joy at the harvest. As people exult when dividing plunder, for the yoke of their burden and the bar across their shoulders, the rod of their oppressor, you have broken as on the day of Midian.
for all the boots of the tramping warriors and all the garments rolled in blood shall be burned as fuel for the fire. For a child has been born for us, a son given to us, authority rests upon his shoulders, and he is named Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. His authorities shall grow continually, and there shall be endless peace for the throne of David and his kingdom. He will establish and uphold it with justice and with righteousness from this time onward and forevermore. The zeal of the Lord of hosts will do this. Here ends the reading. Please stand for our hymn, Angels We Have Heard on High. The second reading is from Titus chapter 2. 
For the grace of God has dawned upon the world, bringing salvation to all, training us to renounce impiety and worldly passions, and in the present age to live lives that are self-controlled, upright, and godly, while we wait for the blessed hope and the manifestation of the glory of our great God and Savior, Jesus Christ. He it is who gave himself for us that he might redeem us from all iniquity and purify for himself a people of his own who are zealous for good deeds. We'd like you to stand and continue worship with O Come All You Faithful.
Amen. Please be seated. You're done with your calisthenics for a while, so. You got to get the blood pumping and stuff. See, I don't know how many of you ate a bunch of turkey before you came here this evening, but I did, and that's not good. That's not smart. So I got to keep the energy going and keep exercising and the calisthenics and stuff so I don't fall asleep in the middle of my sermon and, you know. Y'all can do that. I can't fall asleep in the middle. I just, it's not. How many of you still use night lights to scatter the darkness because you're scared? Yeah. Or at least when the kids or the grandkids or the great-grandkids are around, right? That's the excuse that we use for them because they're scared of the dark. But. How many of you still use nightlights so that you can dodge the pet toys, the Legos, and that gooey mess that the dog horked up right in front of the bathroom? Yeah, this is now getting gross, isn't it? I'm sorry. I have a seven-month-old puppy, so you're going to get the story. So. The shepherds are tending their sheep at night, and they needed a nightlight. And not because they were scared. That was probably their duty, their job. They were there on a regular basis. But rather because, as Isaiah says, they were in a land of deep darkness. And it's at this point in the storytelling, the narrative, that we begin to hear this mingling of the images of darkness. Not just the darkness of night, but the spiritual darkness of which Isaiah speaks. It's into that darkness that the radiance of the glory of God crashes like a locomotive hitting a six-foot powdery snowdrift. Light scatters that darkness. And it surrounds the shepherd with the glory of God. And an angel of God steps forth and delivers a special message to the shepherds. And they too were scared. Now they're scared. Isn't it amazing every time an angel shows up in the Bible, the first response that we humans do is, I'm afraid. And not because of darkness, something about the image, something about the power, something about the presence of this angelic host that puts fear in them. And the angel is dutiful. Don't fear. You don't have to be afraid. But light has this powerfully quiet way of breaking into darkness and scattering it. In the beginning, God's voice shook the chaos with a single syllable. Light. And there was light. It's the first thing we learn about God in the scriptures. And if you stop there, that's all you'd know about God. That God speaks and creates, and God is light. A darkness-destroying God. But to read on in our biblical story reveals that the, God's children, the beloved ones, created in the image of God, choose to follow darkness, not light. It was their own doing. Excuse me, undoing. It was our undoing that we choose to follow darkness. We live in the shadow of sin and the darkness of death. We're all plunged into the darkness, self-deception, 
starts maybe with anxiety, but it always leads to accusation and inevitably anger, violence. And the rest of the Hebrew Scriptures continue to tell that story, not of humanity reaching for the light, but the light reaching for humanity. That is the wonderful story of salvation, the story of God acting in history to save we wayward children. And bring us to the light of God's love. The story of salvation is the story of light being revealed. Noah and his family escaped the darkness of storm clouds to see a rainbow that is refracted light. A sign of God's enduring promise to never destroy again. God committed to continue to work throughout history to save creation and all of us wayward children. Whom God dearly loves. Abraham was told to look to the heavens one evening and count those little pinpricks of light, the stars in the heavens, because that would be the vast number of his own descendants. And one descendant in particular would shine brighter than all the others, and by him all the nations would be blessed. Moses also was drawn to a light on the side of a mountain, a burning bush, which was not consumed by the flame, but out of the light of that flame he heard the voice of God. And God told Moses, I am, and I hear the cries of my children, and I am here for my children. So out of the darkness of slavery and oppression, God brings a bright light that dawns on the people. And they followed the flame of God at night and the cover of God during the day, and God's people found their freedom. They found their liberation. They found their land of promise. And as the people of God struggled to settle in their bright new land of promise, they needed the light of wisdom to guide them. So God raised up judges, both men and women, who held forth the light of wisdom and showed the people how to live in this new land with one another. Well, they didn't do it so well. And God continued to seek after these people and to show them the light, to show them the way. But they wanted to be like the other nations. They wanted to be like other peoples. And they asked God, they begged God, they cajoled on upon God Give them a king that will lead us, just like all the others. And God relented and gave them kings. But it ended up leading to darkness and idolatry and eventually captivity. And all along the way, God raised up prophets to shine a light of justice and truth, to remind them of who they were and how they were to behave with one another. The prophets spoke of a day of light and salvation coming to all people. And the people looked forward to the day when God would send the true light, which enlightens the whole world. But they waited and wandered around in their darkness of rebellion and self-deception until one star-lit night outside Bethlehem. As shepherds looked into the midnight sky at the pinpricks of light, the glory of the Lord lit up the sky and an angel appears. And this angel speaks of hope and salvation. And they heard the voices of an army of heavenly beings, angels singing a heavenly song. And on that star-lit night, the darkness was destroyed by those voices. A host of heavenly beings beamed with God's bright glory. And the, and the God who began creation with the syllable light sent messengers to announce the Son of God's earthly beginning with a darkness-shattering light as well. Like Father, like Son, and just like at the beginning in Genesis, if we were to stop reading the story there, 
That's all we'd know about this Christ, this child, this child of light, a darkness-destroying child. But the child didn't stop there. He grew in wisdom. And in the temple, he amazed the leaders. He became a storyteller who enlightens the dark minds, a healer who opens the darkened eyes, a teacher who brings God's will to light. He is the Savior who redeems the darkness of our sin and opens a bright path to a relationship with the living God through forgiveness and reconciliation with each other in a new life. This is the light of the world. This is Jesus the Christ, Emmanuel, God with us. This is the light that shines in the darkness that is powerless to overcome it. This is the promised son of righteousness. This is the life that brings light to all God's children in all the corners of the earth. This is the one who, whose glory is that of a father's only son, full of grace and truth. This is a baby, bright, beautiful, bouncing baby boy. He was lain by his mother, his young mother in a feeding trough. And the shepherds came from where they were watching flocks and stargazing and listening to angel choirs to host him on his first night on earth. There he lay in the straw and the smelly barn with animals, angels, mom, and Joseph, and even the threat of Herod hung in the sky. Make no mistake, unwrap these bands of cloth around this little infant, and what is revealed is holy light, amazing, dazzling. This Jesus will uncover our sins, as, as uncomfortable as that is, forgive those sins, make us right and set us on a new path. He gives us hope in a dark and a dreary world. Jesus leads us to the true and living way. He illuminates possibilities in life, even when all around us it looks impossible. Jesus is the light of the world who gives us life and love. So as Christmas dawns for us this year, again, even during our evening service here, we say, shine, eternal light, shine. Shine on us. Shine in us. Shine through us. And lead us at last, eternal light to eternal life. In this life and the life to come. Amen. We're going to be blessed by our choir singing angel song. Thank you. 
Pastor Nina is going to come lead us in prayer. This is Pastor Nina. This is not office manager Nina. Okay? <laughs> this is Pastor Nina. Her husband is Pastor Jeff in the back. So we just, we get our titles right. So. Thank you, Pastor. Thank you, Nina. <laughs> and since he took that moment to say that, I have to thank all of you for your prayers and your support and all that you have done for me and for Jeff these past six weeks. It has meant everything. I'm so grateful for all of you here tonight and all of you at St. John's. You are our Jeff's and my family. Thank you so much. So let's pray tonight as we pray our response will be um, God in your goodness hear our prayer okay Father God we take this time in this precious but really busy season and then all the cold this week and all the things that distract us to tonight to draw close to you and let's just do that right now. We just choose in this moment. We came here tonight to draw close to him. And we consciously right now draw close to you, Lord. And we come to you in prayer as you have invited us to do. Wonderful God, we bring before you our world that has so much division and strife. And we pray we'd see greater peace on earth. God, in your goodness, Hear our prayer. We bring before you those who are in need in our community, those who may be homeless or hungry, and we pray for your help to arise through the hands of people like us. God, in your goodness. As we pray for this next one, I invite you to envision who these people might be in your life. We bring before you our family. Can you see them? our friends, our church family, those who are happy and those who are sad, those who are carrying burdens, those who need physical or mental healing, those who need your provision, and we pray that each of them would know your closeness and your presence and your help in their lives, now at Christmas and beyond. God, in your goodness, Lord, we thank you for all you've given us, and we thank you for sending Jesus, our Savior, into the world, into our world. We give you thanks and praise and pray these things in the name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. The peace of the Lord be with you all. I'm going to roll the dice here and give you a minute or two to share the peace. And I know it gets to be old homework, um, but we're going to set up. Oh, by the way, I never mentioned anything about uh, your offering, and I know many come with a Christmas offering. We have an offering basket in the back. If it's going to go to Genesis, uh, make sure you designate that or just hand it to Jeff or Nina. Or if it's St. John's, put it in the basket for that. But that's where the offerings go. All right, I'll give you a minute to share the peace. Just love one another. We're going to set up for communion. Well, at least at least put it here so it's easy. Yeah, let's do communion down there.
That's all we're doing. Well, you guys behaved pretty good. That was... It's Christmas. We're all gracious. I invite you to stand as you're able for our communion prayer. Holy, mighty, and merciful Lord, heaven and earth are full of your glory. In great love you sent to us Jesus, your Son, who reached out to heal the sick and suffering, who preached good news to the poor, and who on the cross opened his arms to all. On the night we handed him over to suffering and death, our Lord Jesus took bread, gave thanks, broke it, and gave it to his disciples, saying, Take and eat. This is my body given for you. Do this for the remembrance of me. Again, after supper, he took the cup, gave thanks, and gave it for all to drink, saying, This cup is the new covenant in my blood, shed for you and for all people for the forgiveness of sin. Do this for the remembrance of me. Remembering, therefore, his death, resurrection, and ascension, we await his coming in glory. Pour out upon us the spirit of your love, O Lord, and unite the wills of all who share this heavenly food, the body and blood of Jesus Christ, our Lord, to whom with you and the Holy Spirit we all honor and glory now and forever. Lead us into your kingdom and teach us to pray. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us, and lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory, forever and ever. Amen. The table of God is prepared for you, the people of God. All are welcome here to the Lord's table tonight. All are welcome. Please be seated. Tom will usher you down. We'll have both sections will come down the center aisle. So we'll have that way. All right. All at the same time. So let me commune the crew first. Come on up.
body and blood of our Lord Jesus Christ bless you, keep you, and grant you joy all your days. In Jesus' name, amen. Um, it's time for our lighting of the uh, candles for our candlelight service. Uh, Tom, I could use, we could use some candles up here. There's, Joyce has got those. All right, thank you. So. burnt or drip wax on yourself, the unlit candle goes to the fire. And then, all right? And then you pass it on to the next person. And as that happens, you got it.
with your candles, have a seat for the Christmas gospel reading. At that time, the Roman Emperor Augustus decreed that a census should be taken throughout the Roman Empire. This was the first census taken since Curanius was governor of Syria. All returned to their own ancestral towns to register for this census. And because Joseph was a descendant of King David, he had to go to Bethlehem in Judea, David's ancient home. He traveled there from the village of Nazareth in Galilee. He took with him Mary to whom he was engaged, who was now expecting a child. And while they were there, the time came for a baby to be born. She gave birth to her firstborn son. She wrapped him snugly in strips of cloth and laid him in a manger because there was no lodging available for them. That night there were shepherds staying in the fields nearby, guarding the flocks of sheep. And suddenly an angel of the Lord appeared among them, and the radiance of the Lord's glory surrounded them. They were terrified, but the angel reassured them, Don't be afraid, he said. I bring you good news that will bring great joy to all people. The Savior, yes, the Messiah, the Lord, has been born today in Bethlehem, the city of David. And you will recognize him by this sign. You will find a baby wrapped snugly in strips of cloth, lying in a manger. Suddenly, the angel was joined by a vast host of others, the armies of heaven, praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest heaven, and peace on earth to those with whom God is pleased. When the angels had returned to heaven, the shepherds said to each other, Let's go to Bethlehem. Let's see this thing that has happened, which the Lord has told us about. And they hurried to the village and found Mary and Joseph, and there was the baby lying in the manger. After seeing him, the shepherds told everyone what had happened and what the angel had said to them about this child. All who heard the shepherd's story were astonished, but Mary, she kept all these things in her heart and thought about them often. The shepherds went back to their flocks, glorifying and praising God for all that they had heard and seen. It was just as the angel told them. Jesus Christ, you are the light of the world. Merry Christmas and God bless all. Amen. Da 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 da
silver bells all seem to say throw cares away christmas is here bringing good cheer to young and old making the bold ding dong ding dong that is the song with joyful ring all caroling one seems to hear words of good cheer from everywhere filling the Ba-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-